0: I'm Alex, I'm scared.
1: Yes. Slaughter Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah,
2: yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I do you it.
3: Know. But I also broke lots of other lockdown rules. I met friends. I sat in the garden, had a barbecue, had a drink, I went fishing. You see, the point is this. When laws become enemies of men, men become enemies of laws.
2: Anyway, back to the world news program that we're going to have today. Nigel Farage was at CPAC. I'm going to repeat myself here. We have an absolutely adorable footage of a dog being rescued. I can't even imagine that. 23 days after the earthquake in Turkey, we still have a dog being rescued from the rubble. I'm just, it makes me so, like, humans are important. And there were 50,000 people that died from that earthquake in Turkey, which is just absolutely mind-blowing to me. Um, and so I'm feeling for the loss of the human lives. However, out of all of that tragedy, it's really nice to have a story of even a little doggy being rescued. So we've got that. We're also going to talk about Crimea. We're going to talk about Russia. We're going to talk about Ukraine. Then there are, there's a massive farmer protest going on in the EU Or they're protesting the EU in Brussels, continuing with the Dutch farmer protest of the land grab and them trying to tell them there's too much emissions, they can't use their fertilizers. So there are, I don't even know how many tractors, like thousands of tractors that just descended on Brussels. We've got footage of that that we're going to show you guys. But while I'm waiting on Leah, I do want to go ahead and remind you of, the, of what we're doing on Wednesdays. Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays with Resistance Chicks and guests, because every week we're hopefully, Lord willing, going to have guests on the show, whether it's Corey Gray, Serge DeRosa, and Jason Heidinger, or like we had last week, um, Matt Thayer and Joy Thayer from Sparrow Pictures. We are going to take you down a journey And I don't know how long it's going to go. It may be a year long series. There's 52 weeks in a year. It may be 52 episodes long. I don't know. But we're going to give you the tools and we are going to equip you to take back the world for Jesus Christ. You know, Johnny Enlow came out with another episode, episode 47, I think, on Elijah's dreams. There she is and he continues to break down what we call the revelation red pill now there's one thing that's super cool and i'm going to do an individual video on this later especially once i get the um numbers that he has but he, i know that there's 30,000 salvations happening in china every single day that's yes. mind-blowing he was saying that there are between 100 and 200,000 salvations happening around the world every single day. Muslim, this is
1: world news. You know, it's very it's very it's very funny because we have been We're praying getting, for Muslim countries for a long time. It's exploding. It's and exploding especially like in Iran. Um the gospel is spreading, Christianity is spreading. And so yes. while what's happening is that because here's the craziness right crazy because of the american end times theology which actually the rest of the world doesn't have Come you may on. not know this but china doesn't have the same end time theology rapture and end time stuff end that times we have end times theory end times theory uh, maybe you could put this it's in the as you can conspiracy you can see theory it. if it's the truth um as johnny uh, pointed out the modern end times theory of a rapture and a seven year tribulation is only 150 years old uh, it was brought to this country uh from um John Darby uh kind of made it up over in Scotland and then a guy named uh Schofield uh kind of actually took it and and, and was ca- paid by some guys
2: uh, uh the Plymouth brethren
1: uh to no not the Plymouth brethren no no more 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 nefarious you can't really say it no 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 no
2: Zionists,
1: Zionists. you can't say it. you're going to make me say it Yes, they, they, um, they, they, the, 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 <laughs> just yelled. I'm sorry. I can't see so you're not allowed to say it. Cause then all these stupid anti-Jew people come out. Okay. But yes, there is a push. There was a push to, to get all of Christians to, to laser in on Israel and think that our future is tied in with Israel. So we got to fund them a whole bunch of money. Okay. Now I love Jewish people. Do what them. you want with Israel. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. care. But it is a known fact, known fact. Okay? That this this obsession with Israel just started in the past 100 years and so is this end times theology cuz y'all dun, think dun, dun, But y'all but y'all think that the Good end of the y'all. world has to happen. Most hopefully we're unbrainwashing them. In order for the end of the world to happen and Jesus Jesus to come back, there has to be a third temple built and all the Jews. I mean,
2: Christians are funding trying to get all the Jews back into Israel. So that a third of them die. That's the way that it's the end really times sick. prophecy goes, God. But it's not real prophecy. And that's the thing It's the end times theory prophecy goes. So anyway, my point is there are so many salvations happening around the world right now. It's insane. It used to be that 90% of Christians were in... Christian predominantly Christian nations now only 50% of Christians around the world are in Christian nations what does that mean it means that Christendom is spreading to non-Christian nations right. this is absolutely huge so while Christianity may be kind of falling back a little bit in the United States but why
1: is it that's what I was getting to it's on, the Christianity has fallen in the United States during this end times theology that we have theory Theory, whatever. Okay, it's not producing new Christians, and in places where they don't have good the theory, fruit. where they think we're gonna the, the gospel and the kingdom are one, and you spread it as one, and we take over the world with the king for the kingdom of God, and we get excited about it, then those people yes. are coming to know Jesus.
2: Exactly. So the world isn't going to heck so in a handbasket. The fruit it is getting better and better and better. It's just not happening here in the United States, or maybe some other Western countries where this theology theory has spread. So Wednesday nights, where are you going to be? ResistanceChicks.com. or or on our Rumble channel, our Facebook channel. We will be streaming also to Corey Gray's new channel, The Kingdom Roundtable, simultaneously to our, our channel. So we're just really excited about this series. It's pretty much all we think or talk about throughout the day. So I want you guys to really get excited about this because it's going to be transformative it's gonna
1: be awesome we're gonna move forward to take uh back the kingdom of god uh for the world for the kingdom of god boom all right world news here we go here are you ready this story you did not expect (laughs) on sunday world news reports (laughs) the uk considered mandating killing all pet cats to stop covid no they didn't the UK health authorities considered ordering the euthanasia of all pet cats in the country during the first COVID outbreak. It has been revealed. The ex-deputy health minister, James uh, Lord James Bethel, made the admission while trying to argue that governments were caught unawares on how to respond to the virus, remarking, We shouldn't forget how little we understood about this disease. There was a moment we were very unclear about whether domestic pets could transmit the disease. In fact, there was an idea at one moment that we might have to ask the public to exterminate all the cats in Britain. Can you imagine what would have happened if we had wanted to do that? Bethel claimed that for a moment there was a bit of evidence around the idea after a Siamese cat became the first in Britain to contract COVID-19, but that the plan was closed down fairly quickly. Cat owners were told not to kiss their pets and to observe uh, very careful hygiene around them while keeping them indoors if a member of the household caught COVID. Denmark subsequently ordered a call of its, you remember this, of its mink population yes. thought to be carrying the virus. Although the prime minister uh, subsequently had to apologize for the order, admitting it was illegal. Oops. Bethel made the comments in light of the leak of tens of thousands of WhatsApp messages. And we're going to get to this. Uh, which shed light on the government's botched responses, which included the failure to carry out tests on all residents entering care homes mandating people to kill their beloved pets would almost did- certainly have failed as a policy given that va- vast numbers of people would have refused to do so. Killing pet cats was just one of the numerous horrors almost visited on the British public yeah, I just- in pursuit of the lockdown. This
2: is exactly why we encourage everyone to take a sound-minded approach in the twenty. 20- first century because there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of insanity. There's a lot of you don't even know what these crazy people are trying to accomplish or do. So let's not just decide to jump off of a bridge at the drop of a hat. No, no jumping off the bridge. This is just going to complete insanity. Slow down. You know how when you go to the hospital and you have surgery and they have somebody drive you home and they tell you don't make any decisions, Mm -hmm. don't like create a new will while you're under you know some sort of drug yeah when tragedy strikes mm-hmm. okay let's try not to make any life-altering decisions until we have a 100 percent firm grasp on the situation before we go killing all the cats This was, and and you can't kiss your cat. You can't kiss grandma. You can't da-da-da-da-da-da. I mean, they went to such an extreme. No one should have bought this. And I hope that with the next thing that comes, because there's going to be a next thing that comes. There will be a next thing. Okay. I hope to the Lord Jesus that people will be be seen. And not okay. I'm kidding, play this, no, this is crazy. this is
1: from a few months ago. With um, but you have to remember. What, Sometimes what are PJW
2: saying. curses. So let's, if you haven't watched this in its entirety, let's just be aware that he may have some colorful language. You're on the wrong thing here. I, I didn't bring it up. No, I know, but I have to open because I needed to do this oh. screen switching. There we go. That's
1: it, it, it. That's
4: okay. it. This should be one of the top stories in the country right now yet it's received zero press coverage. A top UK government official admitted live on television that they considered seizing COVID positive children from private homes up and down the country, separating them from their parents and placing them in quarantine isolation facilities. Take a look at what slipped out when Nadine Dorries, who was a health minister at the time, appeared on GB News. When COVID happened, um, Jeremy, uh, contacted me as a
5: health minister and said, you've got to speak to Matt. It was at the time the nightingale hospitals were being built. You've got to tell him that you, don't, Hancock. Yeah, you don't put sick people in the hospitals. You follow a zero COVID policy. My wife's family have experienced this. When someone tests positive, you take them from their home and you take them to an isolation center and you leave them there in the isolation center. That's the only way you can beat COVID. And I said, Jeremy, The British public will not stand for mothers and fathers and families and children being removed from their family and their home and put in isolation. He says, who said they won't? And I said, well, the Behaviour and Insights team, who I've discussed this with, they they it, they won't wear it. And he said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Show me the evidence for that, because I don't believe it. That's the way we have to deal with this: is a zero COVID policy. Now we would still be probably be in some sort of lockdown if Jeremy Hunt had to be made prime we'll minister. look at China today instead of
4: boris johnson to reiterate prominent players within the government jeremy hunt chief amongst them wanted to directly copy china's draconian method of kidnapping both parents and children from their homes in the united kingdom and sending them to quarantine camps and remember even sage thought that the british public would never accept lockdown never mind being forcibly torn from their homes until Italy did so. Professor Lockdown himself, Professor Pantdown, Neil Ferguson, told the Times, quote, China is a communist one-party state, we said, we couldn't get away with it in Europe, we thought, and then Italy did it, and we realised we could. Given this shocking new revelation, which has received virtually no media coverage, what could they be planning to get away with? This coming winter. Don't forget, the guy who called for this is running for okay, prime minister. He could there. be our next I'm leader. And- that, that
2: I have something to say, Okay. Leah. Say I have something. something to say about this, okay. okay? We've all seen the movies, okay? Where either zombies, okay? Where it's flesh-eating diseases, and then you want to start eating other humans, right? Or black starts coming out of your eyes and all of your orifices, okay? And then and then body parts start to kind of like rot and fall off. At that point is when you implement a zero virus policy, mm-hmm. okay? At that point is when you start carting people off mm-hmm. when their presence makes it so they may eat grandma. Not hug her, okay? You know what I'm saying? You feeling me on this? There is a point at which maybe we consider the fact that we haul people who have a certain virus off to a camp. It's at the point when they want to eat another human being or black stuff comes out of and spews on and then when it does, the person that they spew it on melts like acid. Before your eyes, like the Wicked Witch of the West, okay, in Wizard of Oz. At that point is when we take these drastic measures. Nothing short of that. And even that may be a one of those magic tricks they're showing you that it's not really happening. At, until that happens. You don't get to cart people off from their homes and take them to quarantine camps for a cold that all you did was put a little super bug in. All right. So, if
1: you go to my Twitter and bring up my, um, my second to, to last tweet... We're going to play a little uh, video, and while we're playing the video, um, you're going to listen to Matt Hancock uh, talk about how important it is.
2: That's the top one you retweeted.
1: You act like I'm cray cray. It, you weren't there um, yet. <laughs> um, this guy is such an You, oak. okay, so what's, Matt Hancock's WhatsApp messages have been leaked. So I'm going to read them to you, and then we're going to play what he was saying, but it's saying behind closed doors, but this is this is what he was saying pl- behind closed doors, and then we're going to hear what he was, he was saying a week later. So Did. hang on just a second. Uh, for our, This is for our podcasters, because our viewers will be able to read them. We are giving big families all the sweets and putting the pop stars in the box rooms. And then some, Simon Case says, that's Matt Hancock. I just want to see some of the faces of people coming out of first class. And you can bring this. Oh, I can bring it up. Yeah. It's one of my
2: things. If you want to, I can bring it up. It's right. It's right. So he's having a conversation with Mac with Simon case. Yeah.
1: Uh, Simon case says, I just want to see some of the faces of the people coming out of the first class and into a premiere in shoebox." Simon case says, any idea how many people locked up in hotels? We locked up. um, None. But 149 chose uh, the country
2: and are now... Can I read this out loud for you? (laughs) Chose to enter the country and are now in quarantine hotels due to their own free will. And then Simon Case says, hilarious. Yes, thank you. Let's see. Then I want to go back to these other ones Hang there's on. more in this conversation
6: yeah here so this
2: go. is with somebody else named it's damon pool so Matt hancock says sounds like sadique is lining up to to being being see how you
1: have a hard time that?
2: to being burnham i don't even know what that it's means it's hard to read though. somebody's uh, whatsapp thing okay damon says yep tori mp's also furious already about the prospect and M- i don't know what's mos mean Leader trying to warn us off it, too. Rather than doing too much forward signaling, we can roll pitch with the new strain. Wait. We can roll pitch with the new strain. Matt Hancock says, we frighten the pants off
1: everyone. No, 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 no. We frighten the pants off everyone with the new strain, but the complication with that Brexit Is taking the top line. We
2: frighten the pants off everyone with With the new strain. strain. The complication with that is that Brexit is taking the top line, and then uh, Damon says, "Yep, that's what will get proper behavioural change." And Matt Hancock says, "When do?" No, 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 no! no, no. You got to do it in British, British accent. When do we deploy the new variant? Yes. What does that even mean?
1: when do we deploy the new variant all right play what deploy. do you mean
2: deploy the new variant
1: that's what we're all asking that's what we're all asking what do they mean deploy i don't know but here is him deploying the new variant
7: that the virus was under control yes is it no uh, it, it's not the new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a Uh, An incredibly difficult end to frankly an awful year and it's important for everybody to act, uh, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The cases in the tier four areas, as you've seen from the graphs that have been presented, have absolutely rocketed in the last few, uh, few days, last two weeks or so. And so we've we've got a long way to go to sort this. Essentially, we've got to get that vaccine rolled out to keep people safe.
6: To prepare ourselves. I mean, is it likely that if you're in a tier four area now, you're going to be in a tier four area until that vaccine is rolled out?
7: Well, I think that given how much faster this new variant spreads, it is going to be very difficult to keep it under control until we have the vaccine
2: rolled out.
1: Okay, so here we have... There's more to this
2: conversation. Did you see all yeah,
1: that? The, yeah, here's the thing. Where's this the rest? guy This guy was saying, we're going to deploy a new variant. Let's go with scoop of the year. I'm
6: biased. I'm going to call it that. Mm. The lockdown files. Hancock's plan to frighten the pants off the public. Ah. Uh, not the best uh, thing to have said in a WhatsApp. What do you make of it all? Because I know you've done so much work on this. You've done your Planet Normal podcast. You've been one of the few journalists who have voiced concerns about the lockdown from the very beginning. So your take is really intriguing. Well, I guess you could say it's vindication, but it's a very bittersweet vindication, isn't it? When you actually find out. I always suspected that they were uh, quoting the science and making things up as they went along to suit a political agenda. And what the Telegraph scoop this week has revealed is I'm afraid that's exactly what was happening. I think today's is the worst yet. Matt Hancock, Project Fear, let's scare the pants off the public with the new variant, the Kent variant, something we know, Camilla, is that viruses tend to get weaker they get more contagious and they get weaker but what's coming through today from this um this whatsapp is oh the naughty british public maybe they're getting a bit complacent maybe they're not behaving themselves Mm. and doing what uncle matt tells them so now we're going to scare the pants off them by pretending this new variant is going to be even more lethal total lies
1: Total
2: life, I'm not even sure that these life. people are spinning. The, I think that As these people aren't see- even spinning this correctly. He said, when do we deploy it? I know. Not when do we deploy the new campaign right. about it.
8: People setting out the issues. I think we're all surprised at the tone, the content. Issues like the unethics of all this. But the key here is to prevent this happening again. And what was the key bit of the legislation? I think you mentioned it earlier, Calvin. The Coronavirus Act put all of the responsibility into a few people's hands, and particularly it was those who shouted loudest. And I know Graham Brady made a big say of this in September, October 2020, trying to get some parliamentary debate. But when we look back in the light of day in 2020, there were over 200 different measures. They were changing weekly. People didn't know what the measures were, couldn't even remember what they are. And in the light of day, when you look back, it's just as ridiculous, these repressive measures. Therefore, what needs to happen is we need some sea change in the legislation to prevent a coronavirus act ever happening again.
1: Or the fact that anybody would even uh, legitimately talk about killing all the cats. Now, this is very interesting because um, Matt Hancock wanted to take action against Nigel Farage because during the second lockdown, he went to some pubs. Right. And they're in these messages, he's talking about Nigel Farage. What can we do to get him?
3: I said to you earlier on that the Daily Telegraph will be getting ready for their next big headlines. Well, one of them that's popped up already that'll be in tomorrow's newspaper seems to involve me. The headline is can we lock up pub hooligan nigel farage asks <laughs> hancock's team team wanted to take action against Brexiteer when he tweeted video of himself in a kent pub after traveling to attend a u.s trump rally all right okay here we go i'm gonna fess up when the first lockdown came i thought all right i will accept that this vile coronavirus act has gone through the House of Commons, giving ministers powers we've not seen since the time of medieval kings. I didn't like it, but I obeyed it. But when I saw lockdown after lockdown, when I saw hysteria surrounding the number of times we all had to get jabbed, when I saw a media earning so much money out of advertising that there was almost no room for debate or criticism, and when I saw Matt Hancock standing up there and saying things like, this is an order. You must stay at home. I thought, as the months went on, the hell with you. This is absolutely ridiculous. You're telling me I can't even go fishing. I can't even go on my own and, and, and sit, you know, on a beach somewhere and fish. This is crackers. And frankly, I began to just not comply. And did I go and visit elderly relatives? that I shouldn't have done under the law? Yes, I did, and I bet many of you did too. Did I meet the odd person for a drink in the garden when we weren't allowed to? Yes, I did, and I bet many of you did too. And that particular picture, when I had been to America, I was supposed to quarantine, I think, for 14 days, and was I, when I was photographed that day, the pub's open, had I reached the full 14 days? Well, it was a bit nip and tuck. I think probably I hadn't quite reached the time. But you know what? Whatever I did, whatever I was doing, when I was out there breaking these ludicrous rules, I always made sure I used hand sanitizer. I always kept my distance from people. Uh, And I have to say, you know, bad laws, bad laws make people lawbreakers. So there we are. I've fully confessed. If you think the worst of me for it, I'm sorry. But I just don't like tyrannical government. I don't like little pipsqueaks like Matt Hancock telling me how I should live.
2: You know, now would be a good time, Leah, to just go ahead and play the Nigel Farage CPAC. Yeah,
1: I am so glad. Here, this is... you have that up here? Yeah, it's all the way to the right, like the second to the right, I think. Um, Yeah. So CPAC was this week. The conservatives meet together in the United States um, and... Uh, discuss whatever they're going to get to discuss. And the times that Nigel Farage shows up mm-hmm. are quite special. He always has, he is one of the very best um, speakers I've ever heard. And he comes up with lines that stick with you. Yeah. And there's a line at the end of here that is going to stick with you. Which and he hope... just kind of inf- referred to there a little bit. Yeah. So I hope you listen to all this, take notes and especially the last couple lines here make that your mantra
3: name of coronavirus governments state governors in america took away from us liberties and freedoms that had been built defended fought for over generations and over centuries we gave unlimited power to people, to lock us inside our houses, to tell us we couldn't visit our elderly relatives, to tell us in our case we couldn't even play golf or go fishing. No, we had to do what big government told us to do. This, ladies and gentlemen, is what tyranny looks like. And you know what? On the back of this, I've admitted today that I also broke lots of other lockdown rules. Yeah. I went to meet my elderly parents, often outside in a safe environment. I met friends, sat in the garden, had a barbecue, had a drink. I went fishing. You see, the point is this, when laws become enemies of men, Men become enemies of laws. Yes. That's it right there.
1: When okay. laws become
2: enemies of men, men become enemies of laws. I've got another pastor story for you in Cal in in uh,
1: Calgary. Calgary? Calgary. In Canada. So there is a pastor, Pastor Derek, and you can bring up my Twitter feed, um, who was arrested during Drag Queen Story Hour. I'm gonna to try to get this in order because I just there's this is like kind of breaking. It's just happening right now. So I'm gonna start with the Tucker Carlson interview here where he talks about it. And I'm not sure if this is the one where he asks, "Where are the American pastors like a Beth Moore John, or John MacArthur? These big guys out there in America standing up?" for pastors who are actually standing up for kids.
9: Of America, religious liberty. It's in the First Amendment. But in Canada, of course, that's all disappeared. Canada has now become an atheist totalitarian state with amazing speed. And in Canada, it's now a crime to object to sexualized drag shows for children. Not allowed to say a word. Late last month, month a pastor in Calgary was violently throw, thrown out of an all ages, in other words, for children, drag queen story hour for daring to object to the sexualization of children. Watch this.
2: We the police
10: coming, so choice
2: deal with the police.
9: So that's the video. <laughs> that's what happened. Who committed the violence in that video? The guy on the ground was the pastor. Before we answer the question, some context will remind you that in Canada, showing any disloyalty at all to the Trudeau government could get your bank account frozen and your truck seized. So maybe you're not surprised to learn that that man on the ground, whose name is Pastor Derek Reamer, who showed profound disrespect for Justin Trudeau's ongoing efforts to sexualize children and mutilate the genitals of children, woke up yesterday to the police banging on his door and telling him he was going to be arrested.
11: Why are you showing
12: up in my home?
13: Because this is where you live, right?
12: Yeah, you guys could call me and we could. So, what was that? You could have called me. I've been trying to. When? This morning.
8: We need to talk about what happened on the weekend at Seton, right?
12: Why do we need to talk about it?
8: Because you're going to be arrested for it and charged.
12: Okay. So, we can can go deal with it this morning, or I can just put warrants out for you.
10: Charged with what? Mischief and causing a disturbance.
9: Mischief. Where are all the professional Christians? You have to wonder that again. Where's David French and Beth Moore and Tim Keller and all these people who are defending Christianity as actual Christians are being arrested for being Christians? Hmm. Not a word. Well, today, Pastor Derek Greemer confirmed that a warrant was out for his arrest for hate crimes, and he was right about that. He was not overstating it because this afternoon he was literally arrested. What?
0: Then I put under the oh, I'm
12: Is there a reason you're blocking me from using the sidewalk? Instruction, they're working here. I'm not going to obstruct them. Don't worry, I'm not going to run. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about you. We're just going to stay out of their workspace. you mind if I ask you what he's being arrested for? You're going to provide your identification. Pardon? Will you provide your ID? Uh, for you to answer the question? Yeah. Okay. Uh why is he being arrested? Yes, warrants warrants out for his arrest.
14: This is what happens when we go against the
9: drake Wow! That doesn't look like the candidate you thought you knew. All Molson and sled dogs or some stormtrooper in sunglasses won't answer a question before you provide your ID. And then the pastor sitting in a car with bars on the windows getting hauled away to jail for being thrown to the ground at Drag Queen Story Hour. We're going to be joined by Pastor Derek Bremer tonight, but he is, of course, in jail. So instead, we are grateful to be joined by Ezra Levant of Rebel News, which filmed the tape you just saw. Ezra, thank you so much for coming on. It's hard to believe that this is happening uh, in your country. Meta question first, is anyone saying anything about it other than you?
10: Not a lot. I mean, Tucker, you have done more journalism on Christian pastors being jailed in Canada than most Canadian media. In fact, the Canadian media either ignore it or cheer it on, calling these people bigots. I should say that there were no charges emanating from the Drag Queen Story Hour itself, neither against Pastor Reimer or against the three men who roughed him up. But then the left-wing mayor of Calgary went on a Twitter rant saying that anyone who lies or engages in vitriol or is full of hate should be arrested and charged. Now those aren't crimes, by the way. Uh, some of them are a matter of opinion. I could think that the mayor is full of hate. But after the mayor basically directed police to arrest peaceful protesters, they did. And you saw that cop. I think he was embarrassed and ashamed of what he was doing. He had sunglasses on. He was blocking our cameraman. He had that bizarre move. Show me your ID before I answer a question. I think he knows that he is doing something contrary to his oath as a police officer. Right now we have a reporter staked out at the city jail because tucker i don't know if i mean he's charged with mischief and causing a disturbance of course he was the one who was disturbed by the roughing up it'll be interesting to see if he gets out on bail or like arthur pavlovsky the other christian pastor if he'll serve 50 days in prison which is what happened then I, i say this as one of the few americans i know really who sincerely
9: loves canada and i mean that but it does seem like darkness is descending on your country
10: I have to say, just a few weeks ago, Justin Trudeau's martial law, where he, where he seized bank accounts and, and deployed riot horses because some people were honking their horns in their trucks and, and having a, a festive, peaceful opposition to the lockdowns, a judge had a lengthy inquiry and he said, thumbs up, that there was a justification for martial law. And, and so I'm telling you, Tucker, the checks and balances in Canada no longer work. The opposition parties often don't oppose. The media cheerleads. It's not skeptical or critical. The courts are of no use. Not a single lockdown law was overturned. Our so-called Charter of Rights and Freedoms has not struck down a single action like this. And, and I'm starting to think that we might need help from abroad. And so I'd say to your audience, I know you have senators and congressmen who care about civil rights and human rights in China and Iran and places like that. And I would say, please, please, Cast an eye up to Canada too, because I'm yes. worried that we no longer have the capacity to push back for human rights. And Canadian politicians are very attentive when Americans criticize or mention them. Please, American senators and congressmen, put us on your watch list. Things are getting bad up here.
9: And and for for context, for those who don't know, I mean, you do run the sort of the biggest dissident media organization in the country. So you're you speak with authority, Ezra. We are definitely rooting for you.
1: Wow. This is absolutely crazy, and I do have some more video for you. Um, here we have Calgary uh, Pastor Derek Reamer.
11: like um, Rebel, they're providing me with a lawyer. This is what happens when we go against the Drake. <laughs> we, we are now calling
6: the police.
11: And I went to the front where uh, the drag queen performers, perverts, were you know instructing and leading the kids. And I just started to continue to preach about Jesus. And uh, some parents got
12: irate. They got upset. They came at me physically. Demons were. We to talk about screaming. what happened on the weekend, scene Right? Because you're going to be arrested for it. and Charged.
10: Charged with what? Mischief and causing disturbance. Is there are two warrants to arrest. Um, after right
13: now. So. Okay. It's up to you do you want to turn yourself in, or not. I'm good. I'm gonna put you
1: under Okay. So we saw that one. Um. Let me see here. Uh, Here's an update
15: coming you with an update on pastor Derek Reimer, the pastor at Calgary's Mission 7 Ministries who feeds the homeless and ministers to the vulnerable in the downtown core was
1: course, arrested Thursday is. afternoon after he Archive was assaulted. and all these pastors are always like feeding the homeless taking like know, legit exactly. being real christians right. do it like doing hard work it's a big because deal because real christians wouldn't sit by and watch molestation and pedophilia yeah but a lot of churches here don't feed the homeless or do anything like that right. they just do their services like Archer Pavlosky and these guys, they believe that Christianity is an actionable faith. Exactly
15: while protesting at an all-ages drag Queen Story Hour event in Calgary's Seton Library.
6: We
15: We have now confirmed that Pastor Derek has been arrested and charged with several bylaw offenses, mischief and causing a disturbance. The question lies if this was a direct result of Mayor Gondek's temper tantrum on Twitter. There was a contested bail hearing late last night and Pastor Derek was ordered released on conditions, but he refused to accept them. The Crown is approaching these charges as if they are hate crimes. It seems as if they are turning his Christian faith into hate crime. There may be in fact more charges in this vein. Another court hearing was held today in regards to his continued detention the next court date will be this upcoming monday currently he is still in prison because he won't sign the unacceptable bail conditions that impose upon his freedom of religion rebel news will be at court in full force on monday to see the full coverage and to contribute to his official legal fund
1: you can go to rebel news um save pastor derek and then there's one more here where um Arta pavlosky is served with um a trespassing notice for trying to give a press conference out here. It's all written in there as to why. So that's your thirty-minute.
12: thirty? While I'm issuing it. Oh, I, oh, I want to. So this is this is being done in depth, and I'll make a well, comment right now fine. for me. No, I, I need to This is the evidence at hand. Polosky, I will to go. why
1: to Mr. Pavloski and nobody else. He's not going to take it. Okay listen okay. right, right. so, what did know. what
13: did um Nigel say no
1: the when you 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 mail that you
13: know yeah.
12: well you, they, oh, to, they, they you know that I mean, you know you know oh, the it on the doorstep like yours become you always
1: do then the pay. Okay, so this is ridiculous, by the way. And, you know, it's totally backwards, it's totally lopsided. All right? Costco was around, Was allowed to stay open, Walmart was allowed to stay open. What you're seeing, if you guys don't know, Archer uh was just holding some church services and he served 50 days in jail. Leave and me. Leave and Leave They're a tag team like you. Even you. Know. Yeah, yes, his brother. This Hello, his brother. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> brother. All right. When lols become the enemies of men, men beca- become the enemies of lols. These lols are stupid. Okay. If you saw somebody molesting a child, you would stop them. And that's what's happening exactly. at these between story hours. Guess what, guys? I'm not going to play them for you because you know why? They're dirty they 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 i can't play them for you but you guys can certainly go look them up drag queen store every time i see another one I, I can't even it comes into my feed these guys spreading their legs in front of these children mm-hmm. With, the th-
2: with thongs on, and they and, and, instruct and, the children to like put dollar bills a lot of times on their bodies it's total It's total pedophilia, <laughs> Anne says, "Why does it not occur to the parents that these drag queens experience unacceptable effects from doing that in front of children? They are using their children as a kind of sacrifice to dark forces That's true. James says it is time to banish them from our societies very, very well said. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. We get psyched on. Rumble says, we need a zero-tolerance policy against corrupt politicians. Mm. <sighs> All right.
1: So, there's a few more... There's...
2: Huh.
1: Now, I'm not... I, Here it comes. I would say more on this subject, but we are on Facebook. Who cares? So, no, what do you mean I who know, cares? I you know what I mean. So, we're going to come off of Facebook in a second. So, but before we come off of Facebook, I think we're still allowed to talk about the fact that we I don't want to
2: eat bugs. Oh, no, you can't talk about that, Leah. No, you can't. Okay, so Mm-mm.
1: we might revisit this topic in a moment, but so hold on to your butts. Okay. <laughs> and before we do, we're going to go get a creamy mouthful of no. bug ice cream. No,
2: no. Yes, I believe
1: it. I don't know if it's in switzerland or the netherlands i mean and i i it looks like real ice cream and so it's really freaking hang on, me wait out wait, wait.
2: but it they're literally making ice cream with yeah is it, yeah okay hang from on from
1: the black soldier fly larva oh dear
2: lord mm-hmm. see this is the degradation of society is it, is it in the middle there? It's in the middle here. I'm not screen sharing yet, so just find it for me and then we'll show it. I don't want, here to, we I don't go. want to watch this. This a is what I would call Dairy! Offensive. No. Some Woo! of y'all may just have to skip this part and put us on pause. I want to.
0: <gasps> alternative that we make from Inter-built. Black Soldier Fly Lava. We Lex. take the insects and we process it into a dairy alternative. It forms a rich and creamy liquid which looks and acts just like dairy. Intermilk is very rich in protein, fat, calcium, iron and zinc, which is really good for you. And it's got a very creamy mouthfeel. The world needs alternatives to survive. Insects are vital for the future of food because they require very little land. They don't damage the environment like livestock. They don't produce greenhouse gases and they meet the demand for ice cream. The world is gonna to struggle to produce enough food for the growing population and I find insects a very viable option. Can you believe it's made from insects? Hi, I'm Leah Besa. I live in Cape Town and I they make dairy alternatives from answers insects.
1: Answers there. If you're trying to get me to eat it, those people better say, Wow, no, that's really good. But their faces said disgusting.
2: Get this away from me. No way. Okay? That is Satan in a cup. And Satan in a hairnet, okay? I said it. That is so disgusting. The world doesn't need your bugs. You know what the world needs? Less cities, more farms, more actual dairy from things that go moo, moo. or back Come on now. Yeah. Seriously. No, you're right. Because
1: it, when farming is done right... Pastured-raised uh, cows and sheep, Mm-mm. then Mm-mm. actually they help the environment and they build the soil. Exactly.
2: That mm-hmm. was not okay,
1: Leah. That was what's wrong with okay. you? That was not okay. I don't know, but she says that was not okay. <sighs> uh, this that is, is where me. China wants us to go. Already, Chinese government propaganda here, warning citizens to maintain their social credit score. If you're on the blacklist, you can't purchase a train ticket. This is another uh, advertisement here. Hang on. To the left. To the left. To the, to the, the left, left. To the left. There
2: we go. Got it. Oh, whoa. That looks creepy. Trying to trying to take over the world with propaganda. <laughs>
1: Ah? I guess his face is on the do not travel. She looks at it. <laughs> She's mad at him.
2: So you can't fly because
1: there, your social credit score is too low. Wait a minute.
2: Uh-huh. You can't come and stay at this hotel because your social credit score. <sighs>
16: 對不起,您是失信被執行人不能貸款。哦,這
2: uh, 天氣會變。誒,哦,now oh, a that's
1: a, a propaganda site.
2: Wow, essentially telling you, you you don't want your credit score to go low because then all and this could happen to you, and all so these make sure things. you stay in line. I know, with that weird childish like, giggle and stuff. Yeah, that's so weird.
1: All right, go over here. I got this video, uh, 15-Minute Cities, and we're going to talk about this later on uh, with Donald Trump wanting to make uh, cities out of federal lands. I hope they're not 15-Minute Cities because these these are kind of like basic trap. Basically, they're kind of traps for human, hum- human- humans.
5: Before the recent lockdowns around the world, we led hectic lives with long commutes and not enough time to spend with our families and friends. Traffic polluted our air and smog blanketed our skylines.
11: What if it could be different? What if we could create a new normal where we reclaim our time, our health? and
2: Before the lockdowns. Yeah
11: and well-being, and our communities.
1: This is- That's a timestamp. Yes. But nothing happened differently. Right.
16: right. The idea behind the 15-minute city, a growing movement to make our lives in cities more convenient, less stressful, and more sustainable. A 15-minute city is one where everything we need is close to home, where (laughs) communities are safe and inclusive where the air is clean.
9: A 15-minute city is one where it's easy to get goods and services. Fresh groceries, healthcare, and other amenities are all just a short trip away. A 15-minute city is one where everyone has a place.
16: A 15-minute city has affordable, accessible, and adaptable housing for households of all sizes and ages.
11: A 15-minute city means that you can work close to home or work remotely more
16: often. And we we all play a role in our neighborhood. What if we don't go back to life as it was? What if we already have the power to change how we live? Together, we can reimagine and create the future we want. One that is cleaner, safer, healthier and more inclusive and gives us back valuable time to enjoy the little things.
2: Let me tell you something about enjoying the little things, little lady with your voice that sounds creepy. Some of us enjoy the little things on land away from people. That's our little things that we're enjoying, going out and having actual property away from all y'all crazy people. Okay, don't tell me it's healthier. Don't tell me it's safer. It is mankind was not intended to live in cities. And I take you guys back to Genesis. Every single time, God put man in a garden. After Cain killed Abel, his punishment was to go to the cities. Man, come on. So, yeah, much hate.
1: Hey, yeah, so there was actually a um protest. In, I'm to protest your 15-minute city. And uh we didn't cover there in the UK last week against
16: these.
3: They know exactly what the result would be. Let the people decide. Yeah. They, they know exactly.
1: So there is them. They're they're putting the idea of 15 minute cities out there. Uh, Cleveland said it wants to become a 15 Cleveland, Ohio. And Cleveland's to become
2: already nasty anyway. A 15 anyway.
1: minute city. You There's know, no,
2: you're not going to clean up Cleveland by calling it something. You know what's interesting
1: new. is I actually love the little towns that I see sometimes I've never really experienced in, in Europe, the yeah. little town where you could kind of live in a village and some people lived out in the country and you could do everything you wanted. We actually had that. And actually, um, so Milford used to be its own city, kind of like a 15 minute city. People lived out and then they could come in within 15 minutes and come in. Um, but that's not what these... they mean. You live no. within 15 minutes of the city. No, but this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm, this is what I'm getting to. They killed all of America's small towns, Mm -hmm. which would have kept people like the the drug stores, the pharmacies, the small time grocery stores... Um, and they push the big box offices. Like people will drive to Walmart for cheaper things and for hardware. You used to each town. Like I'm, looking, I'm thinking about Blanchester and Goshen. They're just like a, a couple miles apart, like five mm. miles apart, and they were their own little town with yeah. hardware stores and and bakeries and and shoe stores and clothing. And
2: they were all I've little stores. I've begun to hate like CVS and Walgreens because when I was a kid, right up the street was the drugstore, right, yeah. and it was the, it was just like a CVS okay, but it was owned by a mom and pop. Mm -hmm. The gas stations were owned by a mom and pop. Mm -hmm. Our uncle Jack that lives with us worked at the one that his father-in-law had. Mm -hmm. It was a Sohio station, right? Mm -hmm. Like we had individual businesses, but now Lee and I were commenting and we said this briefly on the show the other day and I can't speak for, I, I, I think this is spreading to Europe, which is why it's relevant. When you drive around America anywhere, it all looks the same because it's the same tire discounters and CVS Bed, and McDonald's and, and Texas Longhorn, you know, like all it's all the same restaurants, same stuff. The same stores, There's same nothing everything. unique. It's disgusting. And it's because of all these big conglomerates have taken
1: over. And they've, the only way they've been able to take over is because of cheap things made in China. Exactly. And then they can buy them in bulk yeah. and, and, send them to their warehouses and send them out to their franchise. And it's, it is spreading to
2: Europe and to the UK, which is so sad.
1: I don't think they actually save people any money. I don't think they do either. I think when I go into a CVS or Walgreens, everything is more expensive. It is. Then it would have been the same at at a mom and pop uh, corner store. My great, great aunt Stell used to actually drive into town, buy supplies. She owned
2: what was called a pony cake
1: and she had lunch meat that she would yeah. slice up it was up like a she, deli but she lived in an outhouse she, she lived in the house there was still an outhouse mm-hmm. in the 60s and 70s and uh, she would buy diapers and baby food formula
2: and so she would it. come into the into the city mm-hmm. buy the products and then go and sell them to the country folks so mm-hmm. it was like she was her own kind of dry goods store mm-hmm. right like yeah. would like the old fashioned all thing.
1: right Uh, What are these farmers protesting here? Uh, Mm -hmm. They have paralyzed, these farmers and uh, tractors here have uh, paralyzed the city of Brussels uh, about new EU agricultural targets and the forced purchase of farms. We do know that the Netherlands is moving forward, uh, taking over 3,000
2: farms, so... These tractors made their way into Brussels. See, the thing that is so infuriating about this is they tell us, and I'm going to play this video while I talk. They tell us that we are killing the planet, that we're abusing the planet, that we are taking advantage, and it's our fault that things are going so badly around the world, right? When they are quite literally seizing farms. Yeah. Which to build cities. They want the the farmland because they the Dutch want big Cities, There's no place for them to grow with infrastructure because it's all farmland. So what do they do? Eminent domain. They go and they take it and they are taking it. For those of you that don't know, under the guise that the farmers are putting too much emissions into the atmosphere from their fertilizers. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that you don't know about the Dutch farmers is they are some of the most sustainable farmers um, out there and they do not use fertilizers the way the rest of the world does. So why are they attacking
1: the the Dutch? the tiny country that feeds the world and we have got to this place that to think that um, manure and urine produced by cattle and pigs is bad for the environment where they will take nitrogen Mm. and make it synthetic and then all crops need fertilizer, whether you know it or not. You cannot just keep planting seeds into the ground, yeah. expecting them to grow. Right. The best kind of fertilizer comes from animals because it actually rebuilds the soil. Yes. Whereas synthetic, the 10, 10, 10, 11, 11, 11, whatever, those go, go, go. Synth- synthetic petrol uh fertilizers, they actually take nutrients from the soil. So you have to keep putting those down they every year. They rape the soil. They absolutely do. And this is a mind-boggling, ins- insane argument that uh, the, the farming, which is actually better, better in the Netherlands than it is in the United States. They take better care of their animals. Um, a lot more of them are on pasture. Mm-hmm. Okay, they their Dutch cows are better, um, and they actually a lot of them lean more towards uh, or, organic leaning than even here in the United
2: States. 100% and
1: non-GMO. They're literally using, I think, about the same amount of
2: fertilizer as they did in the 1960s. So think about this footage that we're showing right here with the farmers that have descended on Brussels. Each, probably each and every single one of these tractors represents a farm. I mean, maybe a couple of them might be from the same farm, but but for all intents and purposes, Everyone is, is, is saying this is all of the farmers are saying this is a bad idea. We, and how dare you, the farmers feed these nations. And so how dare you say, like, we don't care about you. The ones that literally feed us.
1: So these are Belgian farmers in Brussels and the European agriculture uh, system wants them to, you know, uh, to stop
2: farming too under the false excuse of nitrogen pollution. This is unbelievable. It is, it's not, it's a false excuse. It's a land grab. So I know a lot of you guys have said about the East Palestinian world, What do you think maybe it's just a land grab? Yeah, it totally could be, but this 100% for sure is. So, um, Dutch farmers are announcing the largest
1: demonstration in history on my birthday, March 11th. Organizers expect 100,000 people and 5,000 tractors.
2: So, you can, you better know what we're going to be talking about next Sunday. <laughs> is we will talk about that demonstration for sure. I know for there was one sure. more video that you were playing that I missed. Leah, does it matter?
1: No, but you could bring up this video, and I wonder if, I wonder if Facebook would censor this. The truth about CO2 here, this kind of goes along with their nitrogen CO2 uh, hysteria.
2: It's a couple from the. I'm looking for it. Hmm. It is all, it's all a facade. It is all hysteria. It's meant to put, it like Matt Hancock said, to put fear into people.
1: So when you watch this video, CO2 actually lags behind earth temperature by about 800 years not the other way around watch this this will blow your mind
7: professor
4: clark and others have indeed discovered as al Gore says a link between carbon dioxide and temperature but what al Gore doesn't say is that the link
12: is the wrong way round so here we're looking at the ice core record from vostok And in the red we see temperature going up from early time to later time at a very key interval when we came out of a glaciation. And we see the temperature going up, and then we see the CO2 coming up. CO2 lags behind that increase. It's got an 800-year lag, so temperature is leading CO2 by 800 years.
4: There have now been several major ice core surveys. Every one of them shows the same thing the temperature rises or falls and then after a few hundred years
10: carbon dioxide follows so obviously carbon dioxide is not the cause of that warming in fact we can say that the warming produced the increase in carbon dioxide co2 clearly cannot
12: be causing temperature changes it's a product of temperature it's following temperature changes the ice core record goes to the very heart of the problem we have here they said if the co2 increases in the atmosphere as a greenhouse gas then the temperature will go up but the ice core record shows exactly the opposite so the fundamental assumption the most fundamental assumption of the whole theory of of climate change due to humans is is shown to be wrong. but how can it be that higher
4: temperatures lead to more co2 in the atmosphere To understand this, we must first restate the obvious point, that carbon dioxide is a natural gas produced
3: by all living things. Few things annoy me more than to hear people talking about carbon dioxide as being a pollutant.
12: You're made of carbon dioxide, I'm made of carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is how living things grow. What's more, humans are not
4: the main source of carbon dioxide.
12: Humans produce a um, small fraction in the single digits, percentage-wise, of the CO2 that is... Pre-
1: yeah, and there's more to that. Um, th- just hang on. This uh, We could
2: just sit here and watch the whole documentary. All right, no. And, and listen, I am not a scientist, and I have never claimed to be one. I am just an independent-thinking human being. That dude. documentary is called The Great Global Warming Swindle. Swindle. You can find that on YouTube. Okay, so... Let me just... This is the way my mind understands what they just told me. And this makes total sense across the board. Let's say it rains early morning. Starts to get really hot. And then you get fog. Because the heat then has a reaction with the moisture, draws the moisture up, and it creates a fog. Having temperature leading CO2 to me has the same kind of cause and effect because the temperature of the planet is going to have a reaction on how the CO2 reacts, not the CO2 reacting to change the temperature of the planet. That's never made sense to me until they laid it out. Like that to me is kind of the most basic of understanding for anybody that has ever lived anywhere. Temperature, like smog, right? When it's really, really hot outside, they tell you there's a smog alert, right? Or, you know, any any host of things in this kind of same category. When the temperature rises, we are supposed to look out for X, Y, Z. Temperature changes Everything. When it came to the spill in East Palestine, this chemical was supposed to be kept below eight degrees because if it rises above, there may be a reaction. Not the reaction would produce a rise in the temperature, right? When God created the universe, he put into place various scientific and mathematical laws, This, to me, is across the board, God science. And the fact that they have been trying to, using that word that they have, swindle us. I mean, it's unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. All right. Let's go to some good news. This dog, Alex, was rescued alive. Alive. 23 days after those devastating earthquakes in uh, uh, southeastern Turkey here. I can't believe
2: this. I've already watched this, this so many times today little doggy yeah I love this story it's my favorite story of the day
0: <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> <mumbles> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, that's it, that's
5: the story. Uh,
2: that's it, that's the story. Uh, that's that's the story. So adorable. I wish there was more. Actually, did you look that up aside from that tweet? Mm-mm. Because um, there were other stories on that, so we can get the back uh, story on that. Let me just, let me pull up one of these news things here. USA Today, all right. A rescue team in Turkey successfully pulled a dog out of the rubble 22 days after the devastating earthquakes leveled buildings throughout southern, southern Turkey. All right. The video shows workers from Haytap, a Turkish <coughs> animal rescue agency, clearing an opening for the dog, a Siberian husky named Alex, through the rubble under a giant collapsed concrete slab and whistling tenderly to draw him out, according to the Turkish news outlet. The dog's owner called Haytap after he heard Alex barkings coming from the rubble of a two-story building in Hay. Hey Province, the news agency, said surviving 22 days in that hole without eating or drinking anything is really a miracle. Um, Polatsad told the outlet Alex had lost some weight but was in general good health. His rescue is the latest in a string of videos circulating online of pets emerging from the earthquake's wreckage. So there you go. So Wait, the dog's okay. Yeah,
1: you can, there were many rescue dogs. Now, if you go to what I just tweeted out, Rescue dogs returning home from Turkey have been upgraded from cargo to first class. Nah, the Turkish airline said the gesture was to show appreciation for their heroic efforts. Stop uh, it. hero rescue dogs returning from Turkey were being upgraded to first class.
2: So these are the dogs that help rescued people. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. So they didn't have to ride in cargo, as, but exactly. they Exactly. As we
1: have been experiencing an extraordinary period within our evacuation operations due to earthquakes centered in our eastern regions and affecting all of our country, we fly our heroes, the rescue teams, <laughs> along with their dogs, which are not let to sit in the ca- in cabin in business class as well for this period. It was the least we could do to show our appreciation for these heroic dogs and their sincere efforts. Look at these guys. It looks like there's a Burmese mountain dog in there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Rescue dogs were sent to Turkey from a number of countries, including the United States, the UK, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Germany, Greece, Libya, Poland, and Switzerland. Turkish Airlines told Insider that it had also flown dogs from Thailand, um, Hungary, and China. On February 7th, the day after the earthquake, Mexico announced it was sending some of its famous search and rescue dogs to help look for people buried in the rubble. A plane with 16 dogs on board took off from Mexico City. Mexico, which is prone to earthquakes, was highly, has highly specialized civilian and military teams, which are often deployed to help when disasters strike. The dog saved several lives during the country's 2017 earthquake. Frida, a golden Labrador, labrador belonging to the Mexican Navy, became a national icon in Mexico after she was photographed wearing goggles and boots. Although Afrita died last year, one of her comrades from the 2017 rescue attempts was among those helping out in Turkey. Dogs are that's often adorable. used in these rescue attempts. Oh, it's so wonderful. According to the carrier's website, the Turkish Airlines network spans. Okay, so that's different. Uh, look at, oh my goodness, look at the springer saw, They Spaniel. saw that.
2: I should. I went through all the pictures. Oh, that's fun
1: that is you went through all the pictures we did okay i didn't see them all Mm -hmm. as i was going over so there's your good news story i like that for the day feel good story you need to have one of those all right so speaking of feeling good you know i always feel good after i listen to neil oliver give his monologue but you know what we're going to do facebookies there's a few things that i want to cover and i just want to be honest with you guys i I probably should have cut out before the drag queen story hour but we're going to talk about uh Crimea and Ukraine and Viktor Orban from Hungary trying to stay out of this craziness and I just don't know where
2: the censorship falls on this so I have dropped the rumble link in the chat on Facebook so you guys can click on it and head over to rumble for the remainder of our wonderful amazing fantastic Real news program so absolutely all right facebook y'all know what to do
1: all right so neil says neil oliva our, our uh we gotta meet him one day love this guy's accent from scotland i'm telling you if you're still getting your latest news from traditional mainstream media then it's not news and uh, that's the news of the day. So let's play. Let's play all Neil, right. all Let of us the Neil Oliver. I know you guys look forward to him every week. Oh my gosh, we didn't hear from Neil. I know, you guys, get you told so us mad. about uh, Sweden increasing money offered to migrants to voluntarily go home, but I didn't get to hear from Neil.
17: <laughs> I'm telling you now, if you're still getting your latest news from the traditional mainstream media, then it's not news. It's not investigation in search of the truth. As far as I'm concerned, it's a limp attempt by outfits compromised by complicity with years of misuse of the people, desperate to find a quiet off-ramp from the road to hell they've been enthusiastically barreling along. Even now, with everyone getting so excited, watching rats running for the lifeboats, the mainstream media is still working within the same old narrative, still talking about masks for school children and testing for COVID-19, still asking the questions we already know the answers to. How can it be that after all this time, the mainstream media is still failing to ask the most important questions about so much that happened? After all this time, how can they still miss the open goal so completely? A person might say it's down to more of that good old willful blindness. After all, for the vast majority of the mainstream media, they're looking at journalistic credibility as a vanishing dot in the rearview mirror. Having spent the past two and more years performing as unquestioning foghorns for the government narrative, the time for them to remember that the job of the fourth estate is to challenge authority is long, long past, never to be regained. Give the devils their due, all those years, the years of the bungs from the hundreds of millions of pounds spent by the government and Bill Gates and others to ensure a warm welcome and happy hosting for the official narrative of lockdowns and masks saving lives, of safe and effective medical procedures and all that jazz. were surely enough to leave many so-called news organisations punch drunk and suffering double or even triple vision when it came to keeping a beady eye on that pesky matter of the truth. And still, after all the demonstrable, catastrophic harms of lockdown, after all those lives and livelihoods ruined, all those dodgy contracts, the greatest transfer of wealth in history from the poor to the billionaires, the excess deaths mounting and as unexplained as ever, After all that, and in lieu of real investigation, we get speculation about whether Matt Hancock ordered enough tests before sending the elderly into care homes. About who did or didn't want to close schools. Is that really the best they can do? Let's once again, once more and with feeling, contemplate some of the list of questions so many journalists still won't ask. The answers we can only assume they simply don't care to hear. If the politicians were so scared in the face of images coming out of China in 2019, then why didn't they listen objectively and reasonably to all of the science? What about the Great Barrington Declaration? Instead of ignoring all those experts and dismissing their appeal for another way of handling things, might it not have been appropriate to listen and ask questions? And what about the doctors all around the world who examined their patients with COVID-19, recognised it as a respiratory virus and quickly identified cheap readily available and effective ways to treat them. During the first part of 2020, in the US, in Europe and in Africa, doctors were treating their patients in the way they're supposed to, which is to say, looking at the person in front of them and addressing the symptoms with on-label and off-label medicines, with tried and tested safety records and proof of efficacy. Those doctors were sharing information with anyone who would listen Trying, mostly in vain, to publish scientific papers detailing the findings in supposedly serious medical journals about how their treatments were saving thousands of lives without hospitalisation and in advance of any so-called vaccines. But instead of listening to them, instead of taking them seriously or at least asking questions, governments in those countries and around the world and the play-along mainstream media went out of their way to ridicule and ban those medicines to strike off those doctors and to shut down and censor anyone at all from so much as talking about them. Where was the Telegraph newspaper and the rest of the mainstream media when all that was going on? Where were the questions about whether or not COVID-19 was readily treatable with available drugs? What was on the front pages then? Lockdown and face masks for all, Scotch eggs, one way paths around supermarkets and the rule of six, the nonsense and fear porn that ruined us, that's what. If governments and the mainstream media following the science, as they called it, were so desperate to fight COVID-19, then why did they silence experienced and highly credentialed medical professionals with potentially life-saving information to offer? Why is it still to this day close to forbidden to talk about drugs like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine? Why are the vast majority of the world's populations still kept in the dark about how many doctors saw at once that apart from anything else, they were dealing with a respiratory virus and knew from the medical training all doctors receive, that a respiratory virus like COVID 19 was to be treated with available antiviral drugs, with anti inflammatory drugs, and when things got more serious, with anti thrombotic drugs. Why was that not a conversation on every front page? On this show, I interviewed Dr. Shankara Chetty from South Africa, who personally treated thousands of COVID patients with, among other available on label medicines, antihistamines and saved all those lives without hospitalisation. Dr Chetty was invited to Malaysia to share his knowledge and doctors there following his protocol saved many thousands more lives. He was the recipient of an award from the Malaysian government for his efforts. Why didn't we hear about him here? Why weren't the mainstream media asking about his successful life-saving efforts? I've spoken at length with Dr Pierre Cory, an esteemed critical care physician in the US, one of many who advocated the use of off-label medicines for COVID-19. Why was he bluntly shut down instead of being listened to? Where were the investigative journalists to objectively investigate what he was saying? Front pages and chatter now about whether or not Matt Hancock bothered to ensure enough testing of the elderly before they entered care homes. That's not the question. The question is how were the elderly with COVID actually treated in those care homes?
2: So that's part one. Do we need to play part two, or is
17: that
2: you Um, add both parts up? If you want to. He's good.
17: In hospitals and elsewhere, was it the right treatment? That is a crucial question that still goes unasked. And why did so many people die here in this country when patients under the care of doctors like Shankarachety and Pierre Corey recovered without the need of going to hospital? Why don't we know more about all of this? Another doctor or scientist might say treatment with those off-label and on-label antiviral drugs, anti-inflammatories and antithrombotics and antihistamines posed risks. Maybe so, but risks were also posed by the so-called vaccines and other new products like remdesivir that were available later in the pandemic. Research carried out by Pfizer made plain the company was well aware in advance of the rollout of the risk of adverse effects related to the so-called vaccines. And yet governments around the world indemnified those makers, which is to say those governments accepted that if any harm was done to people resulting in the need for compensation, then the taxpayers would foot the bill. Why so ready to take risks with so-called vaccines and to wash the hands of the makers in advance when it came to experimental gene therapies labelled as vaccines, but an outright ban on using existing drugs with decades of proven safety and efficacy? Why? And most importantly, right now, in the context of supposed revelations about what went on in care homes, why are so many journalists still not asking those same straightforward questions? Why were elderly people in care homes suffering with COVID and having breathing difficulties given opiates and benzodiazepines? Those patients had a respiratory virus. Might they not have got better if treated with other drugs? And here's another question for the mainstream media. The so-called vaccines are quietly being withdrawn as well. Have you noticed? Why is that? When according to a headline in The Lancet on the 14th of January this year, the COVID pandemic is far from over. If the pandemic is far from over and the so-called vaccines are the best answer, as we are told over and over, where have those products gone? And why no investigation of that by journalists? If they were safe and effective for the under 50s a few weeks and months ago, why are they no longer available for that age group now? surely that's
1: okay so i want you guys to go to what go ahead. i'm gonna keep this up because i am going to bring up another one here for you guys um you guys can watch the end of neil's there but he made a couple really good points about um ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and antihistamines and and ways that you could truly treat people and get them out of these hospitals we were just last week uh last weekend the reason we weren't here for you on Sunday, um, we, we
2: came ha- back and we were on uh, dead dog tired and still did a little, yeah,
1: somethin', somethin'. we still did. Um, but remdesivir and the hospital protocols killed people killing are killing and are killing people, uh, to this day. Uh, but they really devastated these families who were asking for some alternative treatment, If your treatment is not working, why do you keep using it? Because of money. Because people were making a ton of money. The government said you can use remdesivir even though it's killing people's kidneys, even though it's hurting people. If ivermectin were doing to people's bodies uh, what remdesivir was doing to people's bodies, they would, no one would ever, animals wouldn't get ivermectin. It would be banned. It would be all, you would have to bring all your ivermectin in and burn it, right? What. The remdesivir did what the ventilators did was um, hasten people's death, kill people. Most people almost would have been better at home than to be on a ventilator, but it was scary because they couldn't breathe. Right? There were some treatments um antibiotics very interesting because people said well it was a virus no actually it was a virus that had that had bacteria that 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 went after you and attacked your body so that's why the antibiotics actually worked and what's very interesting is ivermectin especially at the right doses opens up your pathways same thing as hydroxychloroquine and zinc but they open up your pathways to receive the antibiotics and sometimes the steroids. That ivermectin is such a key. It's, it's almost as it's almost a cell. It opens up cells. It helps you to start breathing again and it allows things to start working. So you've got the doxycycline or which is an antibiotic or the z uh, some dexamethasone, prednisone, these steroids, along with the ivermectin. And the doctors who treated with those three main drugs got everybody through. Yeah. They didn't lose a person. Exactly, Not one. Not one, even 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 doctors who were working in critical care. Yeah, if they could get you the ivermectin, they would pull you out. Yeah. Okay. Now, why not? I'm gonna play this Russell Brand here on um, Bill Maher. Bill Maher, and he's gonna list the, um, the 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 crimes against Big Pharma here. He goes off. Are
2: they allowing more stuff in tweets now? Yeah, if you pay.
14: Oh wow. I'll just say one more thing about the pharma part of it. Um, Purdue Pharma, you're familiar, there's a terrific movie, Michael Keaton movie, Dope Sick, that was about... Oh, yes.
11: Okay. Uh, and this is if all... If you need an opioid, Purdue Pharma will sell you them at a reasonable price whether you need them or not. <laughs> <laughs> I should add, these opioids can be quite moorish and even some would say addictive, so do be cautious. And and you would know. You were were there, right? There was a time where I did become a little bit dependent on heroin. Thankfully, Purdue were not operating in my country, so I may not be here now, and I'm very grateful that I am. Well, and we are too. And
14: there's something called hillbilly heroin That's, Ah. that's called OxyContin. Yes. And that's what they were pushing. But I just, in October 2020, when the Justice Department announced Purdue Pharma pleaded guilty to felony charges of defrauding federal agencies, violating anti kickback laws, marketing op- opioids to hundreds of doctors that it suspected were writing illegal prescriptions, and then lying about it to the DEA. So they got slapped with an $8.3 billion fine. I'm just, my last question is just the cognitive dissonance that I see, that people see, oh my God, the pharmaceutical industry is capable of doing this. But when it comes to COVID, no questions asked. It just does seem weird.
11: Bill, if I may well, say- Well, I'll let he... him answer that i Oh, well, let John do it. Well. Yeah, you have a turn. Yeah, <laughs> see, <this> is... <laughs> John, I'll offer you this challenge. Get the word sputum into your answer for bonus points. <laughs> Sorry, there's a, there's a bad, there's a little joke was, here. I'm look,
14: move on. I, the, okay. we have a complicated relation with the pharmaceutical industry. Anybody who's ever had a uh, a, a family member who's had cancer um, and, and seen what, uh, life-saving drugs can do for people. It also I, may have given it to them. It, it, it may have, but that's <laughs> actually kind of my, but this actually kind of my point here, right? is like the, the reality is right. that like, if you have a black and white point of view, the pharmaceutical industry right. is engaged in a giant yeah. conspiracy to fuck us all over, you are denying the reality no. that many people have lives been saved by those drugs. If you say that the pharmaceutical industry has no, right. has is, is incapable of error or, or, no. mali- or, mal- or malign behavior, you're equally an idiot. The right. reality is that in a capitalist society, there are going to be companies that seeking profit yeah. will do things that are incredibly innovative and good so just and be, do things that are incredibly terrible and and, 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 and exploitive. Right. That's just, uh, that seems like the right position to I have. I agree. Right. Let's just be skeptical. Great. Right, okay, and, and yeah, that's across the board. Sure. All right, uh, moving on.
11: Well uh, Yes. Out of respect for you and your show, <laughs> I've brought some facts. Hmm. <laughs> Would you, if you'd like. No. actually. Well, you just you just get the fuck no, out of here. I this don't... is not the place. No, no I like no, 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 we do. No, we like facts. I love facts. I wouldn't have mentioned it. I'm English and you know that politeness is our fundamental religion. Um, yes. <laughs> but they do pertain to this issue, so may I say please, something please, If they inconvenience do. See, you, I I, I'll stop saying them. The pandemic created at least 40 new far, big pharma billionaires. Pharmaceutical corporations like Moderna and Pfizer made a thousand dollars of profit every second from the COVID nineteen <laughs> vaccine. More than well, two thirds of Congress received campaign funding. Funding from pharmaceutical companies in the 2020 election. Pfizer chairman Albert Baller told Time magazine in July 2020 that his company was developing a COVID vaccine for the good of humanity, not for money. And, of course, Pfizer made $100 right. billion dollars okay. in profit right. in 2022. Right. For, oh, and, and may I just mention, finally, and these are this is also a fact, that you, the American public, funded the development of that. The German fun- public f- funded the BioNTech uh, vaccine. When it came to the profits, they took the profits. When it came to the funding, you paid for the funding it's difficult not okay, to but i i will just add one thing
14: it is possible that these are greedy capitalists a who made a lot of money yes. and also there are yeah. a lot of people who did need the vaccine
1: all right the- it's possible that they're just greedy capitalists that did something good and i actually had never heard somebody heard anybody say you know you funded the research but you didn't, you didn't get, get any profits. profits
2: exactly boom that's such a good point well said on Russell. And and I you can see how, see, Bill actually would not have had a problem with Russell reading his facts if his facts didn't include Pfizer, 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 because Pfizer funds Bill's show. I know. So you can't just say Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. Right.
1: You know? Okay, according to the last segment, I'm going to play this. This is from the Toronto Raptors, I guess in Canada. They issued, like, a, a, a whip for uh, this. They, they put out this video for Women's History Month. Now we're going to play it. But then they had to apologize for
2: it. You're kidding. Yes. It's like, what is it? Ask for forgiveness? Beyonce said this
1: the beginning. Beyonce said that girls run the world. What do you think that? Do Why you, do
12: you think that that's? true?
6: Girls run the world because they're the only one that can grace.
14: They birth everybody. All women are great because they're all queens.
1: So they issued an apology. You just, you just. <laughs> they had to apologize. They had to apologize. Our serious, sincere apologies to our players, our staff, and our fans. will work to do better today and every day after that because you know men can get pregnant too and to say that women's history month is and women are awesome why do you think women are awesome if they birth the world they procreate they can carry there are
2: moms. poor basketball players Totally set up because you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't, right? So why are women great? Well, literally, be anything you say is going to be It can't be because you have babies. Don't say that
1: women are good. We are more than just having babies. Oh,
2: my gosh. It used to be, like, a good thing that you would acknowledge that fact, actually. Like, hey, the world doesn't go on without women, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, take that. Like, what? You used to be able to say that. Now you can't say it. All right. Let's
1: go to the world going on over here with Viktor Orban. So Russia attacked Hungary a year ago, Viktor Orban says. Hundreds of thousands died since then. Uh, Wait, sorry. Sorry. Russia attacked Ukraine. He's speaking in flag speak. A year ago, hundreds of thousands died since then. The majority of Europe is on the road of escalation. The Hungarian people think otherwise. They want peace. They want... um, hungry to stay out of this war i have to read um flags flag speak this
2: is our
7: mandate Ukraine.
2: this war is not taking place at an inconceivable distance from us this war is taking place neighboring us And it is taking its toll on everyone. It is bad for Ukrainians, it is bad for Russians, it is bad for Hungarians, it is bad for Europe. And it is becoming clear that it is bad for the whole world. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying and an unimaginable amount of assets are being destroyed. The Hungarian government looks on with grave concern as step-by-step the whole of Europe is drifting into war. European countries are already sending tanks fighter jets and are already on the agenda and if this continues there will be those who want to send troops to Ukraine last April Hungarians decided that Hungary should stay out of the war and they confirmed this in the national consultation at the end of last year this is why we are not supplying weapons and why the Hungarian government remains on the side of peace. Hmm. We want the war to end as soon as possible. Because we believe that in this war, no one
1: can win. Can anyone win? So recently, a CNN reporter or MSNBC reporter went to Crimea. To see if it was even possible. Didn't I play this on we are. We're going to go over again. Okay. To see if it was even possible for, for the Ukraine to take back Crimea. And what he saw was no, because the Crimean people identify as Russian.
2: President Zelensky vowed on Sunday to take back Crimea. How realistic is that? The, the people there whom you spoke to view themselves as Russian.
13: that's right from those people that we spoke to it seemed unrealistic and andrew i want to show you some new picture that we uh, filmed yesterday at the Ports of astopol now this is the closest that any u.s news crew has got to the russian black sea fleet in many many years, what you're seeing here are President Putin's ships at that port. Uh, why it's important is because uh, Vladimir Putin will be determined to defend to p- defend that port, to not have it uh, taken away from him. Uh, he may well do pretty much anything to try to achieve that. And and the reason why is because it is so strategically important to Russia. But here's the irony: uh, the fact since he launched that uh, invasion a year ago I- in Ukraine, the Ukrainians now will be determined not to have the black sea fleet there, potentially threatening their uh, coast for years to come. So it is a very, very dangerous standoff that suggests that this could pan out for some time to come. It's hard to see how you reach a negotiation over that. And there in Sevastopol, Andrew, I've got to tell you, I mean, there was just military everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, It is a military town. So again, when, for example, Victoria Victoria Nuland talks about at the very least we want Crimea to be demilitarized, I found myself standing there and wondering how on earth does that happen?
1: How on earth does that happen? And then we have a video here. In 2014, CNN reporter reported that Ukraine's president was killing his own people in Dunsk. We are Ukrainian, but they kill us. So we probably need our own country because these people in Kiev, they are not brothers for us. So they are they're They're reporting that um, that I believe this is after the coup where Victoria Nuland helped change. And I think I said Boroshenko, It was um, it's another guy that's no, skipping my name. I think was, Just skipping your name. The name, name is, is skipping, skipping my, your brain. My brain, yeah, I'm trying to get my brain in order here. But at one time, Ukraine had good Ru- good relations with Russians. Okay, and that was good because the eastern part of Ukraine is mostly Russian. But this is something. Imagine if American forces were constantly shelling Ohio. Mm-hmm. over and over again. We'd be like, yeah. well, I don't want to be... Part. And, and then we had another country, you know, protecting... Or, or maybe maybe Texas. The, uh, and they're like, well, we want to be part of Mexico or something like that. That's what they're saying is that Ukrainian Sabotinus. forces don't like us. Right. Poroshenko
18: yeah. will have a hard time winning back hearts and minds in this city as the people of Donetsk sweep up the debris of their homes and livelihoods They are hardened against a president they say is killing his own people. We are Ukrainian, but they kill us, this man says. So we probably need our own country, because these people in Kiev, they are not brothers for us. The shells hit these homes days ago, but the tears are still fresh.
7: We live on the ground. It was so hard for two weeks, especially for 27, 28, 29. But only today it's a quiet.
0: Is to
18: sorry,
7: sorry, I need to go.
18: Two people were killed outside this block of flats last Wednesday. One of them was a 50 year old woman, the other a 34 year old woman. Her husband, who won't talk to us, he says he's in shock managed to make it down to the cellar with their little child, but she just didn't have the time. And this is a story that repeats itself over and over in dozens of apartment blocks with civilians being killed by the constant shelling around Donetsk. The city's trauma hospital is filled with a civilian wounded, shrapnel embedded in the flesh and bone of market sellers legs, the broken limbs of pensioners far too old to run. There was one war, and this is the second war, this old lady tells me. I was born in 1940 in World War II, and I will probably die before this war is over. Valentina Popova in the next door ward lost her leg and her arm to indiscriminate artillery shells. Switching to the Ukrainian language, she makes a heart-rending plea to the president.
0: <laughs> we used to
18: dance, sing, do everything in Ukrainian, she says. Poroshenko, Mr. Poroshenko, please listen to us. Why don't you understand your people? Be a man, be human. Please stop your aggression. Stop this war. But there is little sign of that. This once thriving city is now half empty. Its railway station bombed. The forces As a reminder,
2: for those of you that are watching this, oh, it's almost over. By this
18: conflict, greater perhaps than Mr. Poroshenko can control.
1: This was from 2014 Donetsk. This is so in 2014 Ukraine um had a a coup that happened and the pro-Russian president Viktor Yanukovych was uh forced from office and replaced by um I I think he was they were talking about Poroshenko. So that that's kind of in a nutshell what happened and meaning ever since the Ukrainian
2: then. government has been against these people for years. This mm-hmm. is nothing new. And the mm-hmm. fact that Putin wants to go in and in part, one of the things that he's doing is to try to help
1: these people. Now you want to play this video here. So Michelle got a warning. She I knew did. she would. We're not going to do any more that might give us warning switches. I honestly didn't, had a gut feeling. I had
2: a gut feeling, but I didn't know when I made the film that it was going to get All me a strike. Did. I don't know if you got a strike, but you got a context. I got a, a context, uh, yeah.
1: Thing on it. All she did was play this video and look up at it and kind of make a hmm. But it said they didn't the have comment on it. The no, no U.S. Comments.
0: will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's uh, nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing.
1: Listen, the US- all he said was that if this war escalates into NATO countries, then Americans are going to have to send their sons and daughters over. Okay, But but that
2: specific clip didn't have the beginning part of that where he says, if X, Y, Z, it just says they're going to have to. So I can understand why they're saying it was missing context. Oh, you didn't play this clip? I played this clip. He didn't start. This very clip that's 19 seconds long Mm -hmm. does not start out by him saying, Mm -hmm. if the war escalates, then they will. right? Right. But either way, it's stupid. You should be able to play any clip that you want without them saying, I didn't say anything about it. Right. I just played his words and then they gave me a fact check. And then they gave you a fact check. Okay,
1: so we're going to fact check our way out of here for today. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed our, our trip around the world and learning what's going on we're if in the today. Well, we, it's we good. Have feels some good. Stuff I we like it. Do. We do. We got some stuff we got to do. And we want you guys to join us this week. Michelle and I have three or four videos in the back of our head we want to make. Donald Trump. Coming out with his uh, quantum leap. We want to talk about that with you guys. We want to break that down for you. We're going to break it down. Y'all know we're going to break that down. Um,
2: So there's
1: a, there's a lot we want to do. And, and in fact, actually, we could possibly do that now. But Michelle wants to do it live on our cell phones somehow it goes- I don't know
2: why the cell phone videos, Facebook reads them and they send them out to more people. And Facebook right now is the only place where we can go live on our cell phones because we're not using YouTube. And there's no other good place to do that right now. So we um, it goes out to more people when we do that. But the, But my point is, when it comes to Donald Trump, he is trying. He realizes that the election was stolen from him in 2020. He realizes that the election was stolen from a lot of people in 2022 midterms. And so he's trying to shake things up and do different things. And I'm like, Trump, nothing that you do short of the power of God is going to fix this. Like, nothing. So it's going to take the power of God. Trump calls
1: for... futuristic cities,
2: modern cities, and that is not the answer. That is not that you are not going to beat election fraud by promising futuristic cities and flying cars. I don't care what you throw at these people. Unless you address the election fraud, you're not going to beat it. The only thing that he's doing right now is saying, well, we're going to ballot harvest too. Yeah.
1: So these freedom cities built from the ground up on federal land. uh, It proposes an investment in the development of vertical takeoff and landing vehicles and creation of hives of industry sparked by cutting off imports from China and population surge sparked by baby bonuses to encourage would be parents to get on with procreation. Uh, there's a few parts of this that I'm actually kind of encouraged with. He said, uh, past generations of Americans pursued big dreams and daring projects that once seemed absolutely impossible. They pushed across an unsettled continent and built new cities in the wild frontier. They transformed America life with the interstate highway system, magnificent it was. No, no, no. And they launched
2: a vast network of satellites into orbit all around the Earth. I'm but, telling you, Trump is going the wrong direction, and but, I, I can all but guarantee you if he continues in this direction, the anointing will not be on him, and 100% he will not win in 2020. But today, our country has lost its
1: boldness. Under my leadership, we will get it back in a very big way. If you look at just three years ago, what we were doing was unthinkable, how good it was, how great it was for our country. Our objective will
2: be a quantum leap in
1: me. the American standard of living. Um
2: You know know what the standard of living needs to change as Trump people need to leave the cities and get back to organic living, like on the land off of the land. Don't tell me we're going to build more cities as your promise. You know what? When Trump was running the first time we said we have, you know, our friend Kansas Matt, the Kansas cowboy that comes on the show. Sometimes we said Kansas for president farms farms for for everyone." everyone. This is the complete opposite of that. This is literally Trump for president cities. Everyone gets to go. You don't even get your own city. You get to go live in a city with people. I mean, this is just not going to fly. When And here's the deal. This once again goes to show that whoever is advising Trump is leading him down the path that is not where his base is headed. Because right now the base, the Trump supporters are buying land. They're getting out of the cities. They are living more organic lives. The only thing that is kind of close is that encouraging people to have babies. But guess what, Trump? We don't want your socialist policies that say you're going to give us money to have more babies. I get that we laugh and we, we we encourage that in European countries on our show, making babies for your country. But we don't want socialistic policies policies that reward anyone for anything monetarily bar none that's not what we want so i we just need to do a, a video on it and 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 say all of that for you guys but um let me read a couple of comments here there shouldn't be a video we weren't playing a video was there a video? did you guys no. think we were supposed to be playing a video no well they're all
1: saying no video michelle or do we not have a video of us he can't know. see us
2: i can see us on there I think we're okay. I don't know what's. I don't know what happened. Um, all right. Barry says. Doo, do, do, do. I heard from Russia today that Biden is now training Ukrainian pilots to fly F sixteen fighter jets from the U S. the United States Air Force at this precise moment, so they can send these jets to the Ukraine. That's awful. And I love what she said earlier. Uh, she liked the comment as far as uh, the the Raptor basketball players saying that women, you know, have have children. She says, my favorite thing I ever did in my life was my son. And I Mm. love that. That's awesome. Um, Michelle, your Wednesday show this week was absolutely brilliant. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well done. The historical content was very well put. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Barry, for that comment about the Wednesday show. If you guys aren't tuning into Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, you're not doing anything in this world.
1: Yeah. So look for that Donald Trump great quantum leap thing as we kind of dig into what he's proposing and come up with our own proposal.
2: Amen. All right. So Patriot Nana says, it was an amazing conference in Sealy and all the testimonies from the injured. John and I were so privileged to pray with some of them. Thank you for your obedience and emceeing the event. I'm guessing that that is our friend Stacy as Patriot Nana. Um, Let's see. Wicked Psych says, I have heard reports that some elderly care starved to death from lack of care without families allowed to see them. You guys don't go anywhere. Go ahead. Okay. Patreon Anna says, build more farms. Amen. So glad that you're saying that. Edmund says, why can't we just ignore whinging awful people from Twitter? Their input means not.
1: Um, so this, John and Stacy, they
2: put their salt in the river. Oh, I didn't pull up the clip. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They put their salt in the river down uh, on Mexico. And they went to us. Uh, they went with us to Plymouth. Now, I wanted to share... A message I got from and another. And I'm gonna while
2: you're re- gonna read that from Sean. I'm gonna pull up the video of John and Stacy throwing their salt in the river.
1: Another young uh, man who went to Plymouth with us, Sean. and I keep hearing that you guys, the the people that went to Plymouth, and even if you guys got a chance to watch it, or the people that got to go, their lives were just changed. My life was changed. Something happened. We've I honestly we felt like we were the pilgrims in a way like there's a, a whole life change to where all of a sudden people started to you know what I'm gonna go into my community I'm gonna make a difference I'm gonna go and make disciples and Sean has had a really rough life um, and he lives in Oregon and I, I promise not to give um, uh, much more detail than that um, Laughter, prayer, repentance, and fasting and conversation with Father, God and Jesus. I'm understanding on how to have conversation with Jesus God and, with, with Jesus and God, and faith is opening the doors to soften the hearts with those Jesus puts in front of us. I realize I'm not perfect. I cuss like a sailor. Jesus in, um, uh, put me in a place in my life that I can bring souls into the kingdom. Work uh, she, He said, work yesterday was surreal. And Jesus and his war angels let him walk with them as he traveled around the city that he's in. It took less than uh, five months since Plymouth to shape a passion for life and food and Jesus. When you and your sister met me, I was broken and suicidal. I'm crying now typing this to you. I had to lose everything for God to soften my heart. And then he sent me a picture of where he meets with God in his special place. Um, And... That is where, if you guys want to know, the fu- you guys helped us fund Plymouth. Yeah, and lives were changed. Sean is not suicidal; his okay. life has changed. He is witnessing to Jesus.
2: He's witnessing. He's handing out Bibles to people. Yeah, um, we get text messages like that from him, from him from time to time, and it still blows my mind just how um, how 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 much God has done in his life in such a short period of time and when we ran into John and Stacy who you're about to see on video here in a second at the Remdesivir conference literally a week ago yesterday they were saying the same thing our lives have been completely transformed since Plymouth and i'm hoping that most of you that have been following us since then even just viewing the the event online which we put up all the videos of everyone will make you feel that same way that your life, we did something. It wasn't just for the people that attended it. We did something for our nation. And so, uh, so now speaking to what you can do for your nation in East Palestine, the waters are still, we covered this. We've been covering it at length. They're still polluted. not. They're still polluted. It's not good. So God spoke to me. And you guys have been hearing me talk about this on the show. So I'll say it very briefly. Second Kings chapter two, Elisha goes and and actually, I'm just gonna let John and Stacy say it because they do a really good job of, of it in this video. But j- we were asking everyone to take their salt and go to their waterway and put their salt and their faith and their repentance in the water. So let's listen to John and Stacy as they did what we asked all of you guys to do. Let me rewind this here.
12: We're
16: at the international border here in regresso. Progreso
12: Bridge in Mexico.
16: And um, Progreso United States of America, down in the Rio Grande.
12: In the Rio Grande River. And there's the river.
0: And we're just being obedient. And thought that we would
16: read Second Kings scripture. Um, Second Kings. Second two, Kings two.
12: Nineteen, 19 through
16: 21.
5: twenty-one.
12: Two. Yes. we pray we humbly come before you lord father to do your will lord god is led by the spirit flowing over the united states lord god we pray for the waters to be restored lord father and the waters that feed the land, lord god yes and we just lift this up to you lord father we lift up the salt lord god that will be used just regular salt Without the power of Jesus it's it's nothing. But here we are praying over it. We pray for Jesus to bless it. Give it power, Lord. As we walk in your kingdom and do your kingdom will, Lord Father. We thank you. In Jesus' name, in the holy name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: So the word of 2 Kings 2 19.
12: The sign.
2: I love that they did this at like kind of an official border. place the boundary of the yes. United American
12: States of America. Border. This is so cool. You read it, darling. Second Kings 2.19. And the men of the city said to Elijah, Elisha, behold, now the sight of the city is good, as my lord sees, but the waters are bad, and the ground causes barrenness. And he said, bring a new dish to me and put salt there. And they took it to him. And he went out to the source of the waters and threw salt there and said, yes. So says Jehovah, I have given healing to these waters. There shall not be death and, ster- and sterility there anymore. And the waters were healed to this day, according to the word of Elisha, that he spoke, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
2: Amen. this You guys are awesome. Oh, thank you, you, you for amazing. sending that. I know a lot of you did that all over the world. You've done it. I am telling you, I could just see the smile on God's face. Yes. with so many people doing this. I've been yes. watching on Liberty Action Network. A lot of people are posting over there that they're putting their salt in the water. I am just so encouraged that so many of you guys have been participating in this. It, I think it should be a continual thing yeah. right? that that maybe we do occasionally, yeah. not just to cleanse the waters of a tragedy like East Palestine, but a cleansing of the waters, a cleansing of society. Right. I think that it's really, really healthy to do that. So very encouraged. Thank you, John and Stacey, for doing that video and then sending it to us so we could share it with everybody else. All right. So a couple things coming up. Oh, not only do we have the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, which you guys are going to be at, but this coming March 24th and 25th, I'm going to cover up Leah again. I did that on Friday. You're going to be with us. I hope so. Now I'm thinking we may stream this. I'm not sure. I don't know the, the logistics of how we can do that, but Coach Dave has put together a phenomenal event where you're going to go with Leah and I to the Creation Museum on Friday during the day. Then we're going to head to House of Restoration Church in the evening and we'll be speaking with Sherry Tenpenny, Tom Renz, Carrie Miday, Coach Dave, Leah and myself. And then all day on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Each speaker is going to be given like a two-hour slot where they will be talking, they will be answering questions, you will get to interact with them. This is unlike anything that you guys have participated in before. So Leah and I are just really, really looking forward to this event with Coach Dave, Tom Wren, Sherry Ten, Penny, Carrie Madej. So if you want more information about that, go to CoachDaveLive.com forward slash event or just coachdavelive.com and you can get to the events page there. But it's going to be a great um, two-day event, a Friday and a Saturday. So very much looking forward to that. I
1: actually have one more good news story and I don't know, I accidentally closed it down. Um, But you were talking about... Um, how Christianity is spreading around the world. And even though you guys all look at Christianity in America, there's less Christians and there are, you know, at one point, um, I think 78% identified as Christians and now it's like 68%. But there are revivals all over the place. And this is a video uh, Sean Foyt tweeted out a church service plan for 40 turned to 700 in a very persecuted part of India today. Um, and, Just, I want you to see this video. Holy Spirit is moving across the land. I feel him. I want you guys to get excited. And that's why we're doing the Revelation Red Pill now. Come because on. I need you guys. God needs us to be on the offense, to be taking down principalities and powers, to be on the offense, to be the, the church militant out there uh, taking down um The bad guys. And we can't do that if we think that, you know, Jesus is going to come back tomorrow and and it's supposed to get worse and
2: worse. So I was looking to see if if Todd puts a lot out. So I don't know how far back it is. So I don't see that. But all right. Last but not least, though. Also coming up is Old School Survival Boot Camp. You can still get your tickets. It is not too late to visit oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com or just go to resistancechicks.com and all of the links are clickable there in in the banner in the upper right-hand corner. Go and visit um oldschoolsurvivalbootcamp.com use promo code resistancechicks with a capital R and a capital C it'll save you like $12 a ticket and the tickets themselves are already really really inexpensive we also
1: have a PO box PO box if you want to send us your letters we'll try to read and money if you want them and Leah's birthdays on Saturday you can send a birthday it's, card that's not why i said that it's PO box birthday birthday birthday. Milford Ohio 45150 but also we have things that we would like to do this year things we would we could fund and we will Believe me, I'm doing my taxes this year. It goes in, it goes out. Okay, you guys donated <laughs> it to us, and boom, it's just gone. Okay, so we were able to um, travel. We're a not lot. posting we your profit on Resistance pay- Chicks. We, we held some Patriot Candidates event. We fed people. We had a ham radio class. We fed people. You guys, uh, we had a revival in September. So I just want you to know that when you donate to Resistance Chicks, it, um, you're donating to a ministry. Um, sorry, it's not a write-off. We're not a 501c3, but it and never God seems to be opening up doors. And honestly, if we get donations, I think to my I do think to myself, what does God want us to do with this? And He will open up a door. He'll say, "Hey, fund this, do this,
2: pay for this." So, and not just only the the donations because that's great. Donate. I thank you to everyone that does donate to Resistance Chicks. You can do that on several different places: Venmo, PayPal, and GabPay Live. GabPay Live is probably going to be the most um, one that you'll feel patriot friendly. Exactly, comfortable with there. But supporting the Brideon store also supports Resistance Chicks. Supporting My Pillow supports Resistance Chicks. Buying the organic body essentials supports Resistance Chicks. And like I said, we're not those people that are like, well, this is my ministry and that goes in my pocket. Literally, every little tiny check that we get from any of those proceeds all goes back back into funding what we do here at Resistance Chicks. One day, maybe it would be great for Leah and I to be able to quit our full-time job and just do this full-time and be funded by this. We're not at that yet. I would love it. And I will let you know when we get there and I will thank you for it. We're just literally not there. Right now, we're at the place where Resistance Chicks is fully funded by you guys. And I want to thank you for that. And everything that we do is for the glory of God, to spread the gospel. That's the goal right? And I would love to be able to do that full-time one day, but it, that's that to me isn't the goal to do it full-time and get paid to do it. The goal is just to do it. You know what I'm saying? So I want to thank you guys. So when you go to, where is the thing, the Organic Body Essentials? I think it got taken upstairs. The I had a terrible, terrible hip pain this weekend because my mom pointed out that the barometric pressure shot up. I couldn't sleep. I had to get up and I couldn't find the, the CBD penia. tincture. So I grabbed one of the actual capsules that I hadn't taken before. And And I was highly, highly impressed, yes, with it. You see this mic? It's a new mic. Yeah, don't touch it. It's a new mic. Thank you to Samantha who donated this mic. She just sent the, you don't have to worry about taxes on that, although they may try to get you on it, but she just sent the mic. She's like, you need this. Um, It just died. It just totally died. It shouldn't have
1: died. It just randomly. And then it started out
2: today weird, but now I would tell you I was using the old cord. And so I put in the new chord, and I'm going to have to edit that. But but you guys, I want to personally thank you. Just sharing videos. What the heck praying. are you using the old chord for? You knew it was the bad chord. Well, I didn't know if it was the cord that had killed it or not. You know, I was trying to make it last. I'm cheap. We're super cheap. Just praying for us. Send your letters. Give us your stories, encouragement for hey, guess what? We watch your show and we get X Y Z out of it. Like all of those things mean more to us than you can possibly say. When I get when I look on and I see how many people have watched a video, like it makes my day. Yes. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. A couple of comments here on Rumble in the actual comment section says, "I love that sweet rescue dog." In in Turkey. The crazy thing is, these creeps tell us what they are doing right in our faces. Ugh, when will we do something about this? Amen. He also wants to know what other platforms are we on? As a matter of fact, I just put that up on resistancechicks.com. If you go to the media and contact page, every single link Truth for social. everywhere we are is Get there. Her. Get bitch shoot. And we just got our official, Frank we just got Frank our social. official verified check mark on Rumble.
17: No we haven't
2: I, I I sent them an email and they gave me an official green check mark on Rumble. So Ooh. now we're like legit, legit. Wow. I when know. are we gonna get one on Getter? Um you gotta get twenty thousand subscribers on one platform, which we are not there yet um, because we've been taken off of YouTube, YouTube and Twitter. So one day we'll get back up there at some point. I think Facebook's going to be the one that reaches it first. Okay. Remember it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we love you guys. God loves you. God bless. We will see you on Friday after Wednesday, which is our, Wednesday, Wednesday revelation red pill. Show, But Friday, we will be doing a weekly roundup of news and possibly opening some cards for Leah's birthday. And then Leah's birthday is literally sandwiched right between our Friday show and our Sunday show. So I don't know when we're going to do her birthday mail call. Maybe on Sunday. We'll see. We'll play Wait, it by ear. Ba- we're going to get some baby chicks. We're going to get baby chicks. And we'll be bringing that to you guys, too, in videos, which will be really, really fun. They're going to be laying hens, not for meat eating. Yes. So that's, there's, a, there's a difference there. Michelle, did you leave tomatoes alone from your diet? If you do, you'd probably find your joint pain will stop. That's never going to happen. I love tomatoes. However, I don't eat enough tomatoes, I think, for it to be the joint pain issue there. So yeah, definitely not going to stop eating tomatoes. I believe you, sort of, but I still can't do it. All right, you guys. Frugal is great, says Jack. Amen. Exactly. Okay, we'll see you guys Wednesday. What time on Wednesday? Did we decide 7 730. 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, be there or be uninformed. Alright, guys, God bless.
12: I was cold all alone. No Every day, so afraid. But you call my name, turn my eyes, to the lies. No
0: truth inside no inside